Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. I hope you've been having a great morning. Worship is incredible, and I really appreciate our worship team doing the, the work they're doing. And how many, how, how many really just had an awesome time during our communion time and doing the Apostles' Creed and confessing our faith of who Jesus is, the death and resurrection of Christ. I tell you what, this is a day that we can all celebrate, that we know that we have a risen king, and he lives among us, he's with us, and he's also uh, leading us. And I thank you this morning just for being joining us this morning. Um, we're going to continue now in, in our series called Hope. This one's Hope Number Two. And the word I'm going to use today is to, to clarify this, this message today is called Victory. Talk about victory. How to, through the death and resurrection of Christ, we have total and permanent victory in him. And I want to give you a, just a definition again, like I gave last week about what hope is. Um, Bible hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and the strength is in its in his faithfulness. His strength of hope is in his character. And I really enjoy that. So on you know, Resurrection Day and the promises of God, what an amazing Sunday. And the scripture we're going to use today, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, um, verses 54 to 57. If you have your Bibles at home, you can use those. But if you have it on our um, Bible app, we're still going in line with that live event. But um, chapter 15, verses 54 to 57. And this is Apostle Paul talking to the church of Corinth. It says, when the perishable puts, perishable puts on the imperishable, the mortals put on immortality. Then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this moment. And I ask God that we realize through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have permanent victory. Our lives have uh, completely altered into a new um, relationship with you. And I thank you, Lord God, that you loved us so much that you sent your only begotten son to die on the cross for us so we may have life and have abundant life in you. And I pray that you touch everyone's hearts who's hearing this this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Before I get going, I want to share a story with you, uh, a couple things that happened to me, real life story that happened uh, just last year. Last year, you went with us as a church. It was a hard year. Uh, 2019, I call that the year of departure. Lost a lot of some close friends, lost three uh, close friends, lost a family member, and it was hard. And um, just walking families through it, and then me trying to walk through it um, through the midst of all that was going on. Had the opportunity to, um, even on a couple of them, be there and pray for them, pray with the family and pray for the body and then wrap the body and carry it um, with, well, along with the uh, funeral home. And I can tell you what, that was tough. That was hard. And really the message I'm about to share with you is I wrote this back in December. I didn't know when I was ever going to share it. But I just took down some notes and how I wanted to put this together and um, the, the dealing with death. It's not easy. I can imagine disciples in their moment when they were walking with Jesus for three years and then they saw him crucified. And all the things they said, they might've heard it, but they didn't really listen to it until after the fact and how disoriented they were and how disoriented I felt in 2019 and still walking through some of those things. And then I'm realizing today with the coronavirus, those who uh, fear death and those who are fearing um, something catastrophically happened to their family man. We got family members together. I've been reading a lot about in our area, just in our, in our nation of suicides at a high rate. And suicides become at a high rate because when people lose hope, when they lose hope, they um, 
lose all energy to live because their hope for tomorrow seems to be extinguished. And I really want to talk to those today who feel like their hope has been extinguished or their, their faith today has been extinguished, but they don't see a clear path on hope. When I was walking families through and walking through to just see uh, Jeffs and those who I, I, uh, that left us this last year in 2019 and still walking through it, one thing I realized when I was reading, doing my reading, they didn't pass away. They actually passed on. And it takes us to the, to the, um, to the resurrect, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He didn't pass away. He just passed on. And it was hard to realize what was going on in those minds. His mother, his family, all of them were just devastated what they saw. And I remember going to Luke chapter 23, verse 43, when there were two criminals that were crucified with Jesus, and one was railing him, and the other one said, don't you understand? This guy is sinless, and he doesn't do anything wrong, and we, he can, he's, he's being condemned along with us. We deserve condemnation. And Jesus said, you know, today you'll be with me in paradise. See, Jesus prom really promised no delay. Today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't pass away that morning. He passed on. Why? His soul went to be with the Lord, be with God, while his body awaits a resurrection. And really, that's the basis of the end of something. When, you, when we know that the end of something is guaranteed, that helps us in the middle of something. And the takeaway I have today is my assured hope for the future energizes my hope for today. And we're going to spend some time talking about, we know when Jesus uh, came the first time, but what happens when he comes the second time in between that? What happens to us? What's happening with us? And I hope that I'm able to encourage you that you have an assured hope for the future will energize your hope for today. Because once you know something, you want to know the end will encourage my middle. And we know that in the Bible, God, this promise is all about what God says. He will reclaim us. He will renew us. He'll redeem us. He'll regenerate us. He'll also resurrect us as I go through this. But it all starts through, all started through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as you read this passage, as we unpack this passage, the first point is this. Jesus' resurrection from the grave showed us his great power and showed us an, our new path. Showed us his great power, but showed us our new path. What are you talking about? Let's go to um, um, verse 54. When the imperishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. What does that mean? Saying when Jesus comes back to receive his church, to come back for us, those who are in Christ who have passed on, we know our soul, uh, we go to paradise right away. Our second hand, we're waiting for the resurrection of our mortal bodies, which would decay, which was disease, will raise up into new bodies, which said we have a great um, arrival with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In 1 Thessalonians 4, we'll all be caught up together. It says in 1 Corinthians, we'll be changed and we'll be more changed than looking like the image of our Father. And that's an exciting time because at the end of your days, you know that just, we're just passing from one place to another, but our life is continually going. And what is that saying? He says, it's a promise back in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 8. He will swallow up death forever. Key word, forever. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all our faces and the reproach of his people, which that word reproach means sin. 
He will take away from all the earth, all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And that is a promise from God, all the way from Isaiah, a prophecy from God, promise from God, Isaiah 50, 20, uh, Isaiah 25, 8. And now Paul is rehashing this in the first Corinthian church, in first Corinthians, in his letter to first into the Corinthian church. What amazing. But the key verses here, death has been swallowed up in victory. That word swallowed up means devoured. That death wasn't a player in the very beginning in Genesis chapter 3, when God created uh, Adam and Eve, death was nowhere on the scene. That wasn't his original plan. But he used Jesus to bring back the original intent. When sin came in, death came in also with it. And here's the thing, that Jesus come back and he has devoured his death and resurrected, devoured, swallowed up the victory. And if you remember a couple of weeks, I talked about the Egyptians and the Israelites in Exodus 34. And what a great picture of the Passover. We're talking about the Passover. When they passed through the Red Sea and they said, the enemy that you see, your past, and your, that, who wants to bring death to you, you will see them no more. And how the sea covered them up and swallowed them all up. And the enemies of Israel was going and the death that they, were, uh, might, they might have experienced from the Egyptians was wiped and swallowed up and clean. That is just an amazing, uh, just an amazing picture of our death being swallowed up in victory. And what is that victory? Jesus Christ, death and resurrection through the cross. And that is amazing. The second point is I really want to encourage you is this. Jesus destroyed our ultimate enemy, death itself. Our ultimate enemy was death. That which we fear now through the coronavirus, that which we can fear, we don't have to fear. Jesus destroyed our ultimate enemy, death. That's what we fear today. Those we might feel pain from those who left that actually just passed on, didn't pass away. He made an opportunity that we'll see them again. But death was our ultimate. What we fear the most is death. Everyone feels that now. Some of us have um, relatives that we're, we're praying for every day of the coronavirus. And if they're born again, they're dealing with the same struggles we're dealing with. We know the reality of this, this virus, but we also know the reality of our God, which is amazing. And this is what he says in 55. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? These are good questions. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. When he's saying the sting of death, that sin has been removed. Jesus died. He took all our sins. They have been removed. And the power of sin, which is the law, has, been, has lost its grip. It's been broken. And grace has come in. And the spirit, like it says, Paul says, the letter, the letter of the law, uh, the letter of the law kills but the Spirit brings life. We have grace through Jesus Christ on the cross. Reason why the power of sin has been broken. Prior to that, you had the law, but it was impossible for us to carry through with the law. And it's, it had a, a high, high, impossible standards to meet. The do's and the don'ts, and there was so many of them. And if you don't know, we are prone before our, our life, giving our life to Jesus, even as we're walking with Jesus now. We're not prone to good, um, we're not good at do's and don'ts, especially when we live in our own strength. It's like if you see a no trespassing sign 
Something rises up inside of each and every one of us. What do you mean, no trespassing? Let me go check that out. And we wind up breaking a very a, a sign that declares a law, no trespassing. But with grace, we receive the power to follow through with the law. And we don't want to live our lives as a law because, again, it's, law is not bad, but if it becomes all who you are, it's nothing but do's and don'ts, and there's no life in that. I love, I love what Romans 6, 23 says. It signifies, for the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin, that means you're going to get paid by death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death, not just physically death, but death um, being eternally separated from God himself. That's what happened in the garden when they fell. Their, their, their uh, relationship with God was severed. They were, they were spiritually dead because there was no more connection except now do's and don'ts. And Jesus came and Mirzah and took all that for us. That gives us a hope for the day. Really um, energizes us for the day. So Jesus destroyed our ultimate enemy, which was death. If you know your ultimate enemy has been destroyed, you can live a life um, not being fearful of death. And the last one I put down, I love this part here, especially when you get to the victorious part. Life is stronger than death. Life in Christ is stronger than death. Verse 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, we have a victory over the current domination and the future condemnation of sin. There's no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus, as this word says, victory over, it says he conquered sin and death. It was conquered, which I love Romans 8, 31 says, we are more than conquerors of those in Christ Jesus. More than conquering means we didn't do any of the work. It's by God's grace, amazing grace, that this puts us in a position that we're in as believers. And what God did with Jesus, God will do with us. He created us, and he'll, recollect, and he'll collect us. But here's the thing. We have an unending life with God the Father. That is amazing. And that life is stronger than death because he conquered death. Death has nothing to do with us any longer. It doesn't hold us down any longer. I love what John 14, 6, Jesus said this when he was telling the disciples, I'm about to go, guys, but I won't get you caught up in all these other things. I want you to remember this. He said, I am the way, the only way. I am the truth. He said, really saying truth will outlast a lie. Some of us believe a lie who God is and what we have time for. But really, the truth will outlive a lie. Why? Because truth came back and set us free. Truth is a person named as Jesus. But then I'm the life, which means abundant life, a life above the normal, a God type of life. Though we live here and we deal with the circumstances here, that life overrides those circumstances. He said life in abundance in John 10, 10. That overflow life. And he said, no one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except 
through me. That is amazing. When we capture all that, that his resurrection from the grave showed his great power, but it showed us our new path. He put us on a new, if those who are believers in Christ, we have a new path that we're living and walking in, a new journey with Christ. Shook us from the old path of destruction, and now we're into a new path of life everlasting. That is amazing. And then we see that he destroyed our ultimate enemy, death. That should get you excited. Death has been destroyed through that one, that act on the cross. The cross represented uh, sadness, but also represented three days later, joy. Because we um, received something greater when Jesus rose, a new life, and access to the Father where we had no access before. And then we see the life that we live today is stronger than death. Now, I'm here to tell you what we went to in 2019. Was it easy? It was not easy at all. But I had to deal with the present reality I was in. But then I had to, real, had to read the promises of God. And I had to read all these things that gave me energy for today. It gave me a hope because my hope is assured for the future. But it energizes my hope for today. Those men, those women who passed and went, we, I will see them again. They didn't pass away. They passed on. It's like the cross, like the grave. It could be a place of sadness, but it also be a place of joy because it's just going from one place to another. Like the disciples, when they came to the cross at that moment, when the ladies came to the cross, they said, and the angel said, why are you seeking the living among the dead? Those who've gone on, those are Christ's followers. Yes, their spirit now is with Jesus. They're with Jesus. And they're awaiting uh, their bodily resurrection. And when that happens, we're all going to be caught up with him. That gives me, I know, the end from the, from the, from the beginning. And that gives me a joyous middle. And you say, Pastor Rich, what do I need to do in this time? Knowing it seems like we're all locked in and locked up. What he told them to do is in, in verse 58. He said, therefore, my beloved brothers, be staff, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. What does he say? Two words. Be steadfast and have enthusiasm serving the Lord because everything you're doing makes it work. That means reach out to your neighbors in this time. Those who have no hope, those who are sitting on the edge of suicide, those who are sitting on the edge of despair, reach out to them. And they'll ask you, what is the hope that you're dealing with? What is the hope that you have? But the hope I have, I'm, my life is anchored in Christ. My life, I have a future hope with Christ, and I'm having strength for the day because I know where I'm going to end up. If I know where I'm going to end up, I know what I need to do here to help others end up with me together. And that's what it is. Have enthusiasm can be tough. But you got to remember the reality of it with Christ. The reality, we, I miss those men and women. The reality, that's the reality. But the reality is they're with Christ, and that gives me joy that I will not say goodbye. I'll say, I'll see you later. Passing on, not passing away. And that helps me with other people who will pass away if I don't give them the gospel. Because I want them to pass on. In fact, they'll pass on, but they will not pass on with me. They'll go another place. And they'll be alienated from God for the rest of their life. 
and there's no life in that. And if you're an unbeliever, here's what I want to share with you. This is your moment today to have that hope because there's nothing else that, can, that matters today except Christ. Nothing else that can take us through except Christ or get us through except Christ. Philosophy doesn't work. Assumptions doesn't work. Only the truth works. His name is Jesus. And let me know, I want you to say, well, Pastor Rich, I'm a good guy. I'm a good person. I, I, don't, I don't steal. But that's not the point. We all, if you know Romans 3.23, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That word, we all have sinned. We all have missed the mark. We were born into this. And then we're reborn into a new path that Christ has laid out for us. And we see how God even went through the pain to deliver uh, the greatest love story, the greatest gift to us, his own son. It says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's amazing because God even put, had him put on the cross, and it said it gave God pleasure that he suffered. But he suffered to set us all free and give us a new path, to give us a life that's more in abundance. What do I, what I do if I'm a believer? You repent and give your life to Jesus this moment. I won't say your circumstances will go away, but you'll be better equipped for your circumstances. And you can use, again, this number, 325-455-2555 to connect with us. If you're giving your life to Christ, do that right now, and then someone's going to be with you. And they're going to get back with you and send you back a text right away. Again, if you need prayer, just even prayer. Lord, I need help. God, I mean, church, Grace Point, I need help. I'm at the edge. I need some hope. Put that prayer online. 325-455-2555. And someone will get a, will get a hold of you as quick as, as possible. We don't want you to be alone in this moment. Also, if you're a first-time guest and you're just checking us out, put that in there and we'll also get, get back with you. But remember, the life that I'm talking about, the life that gives me energy, is stronger than any death. And why? Because the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's what makes this story so amazing. And then him coming back makes it even more amazing. Because he created us. He's going to recollect. He's going to collect us. But he redeemed us. He renewed us. Gave us a new path. Those who we lost, who were walking with Christ, they're in paradise. They're with him now. It didn't, Jesus did not delay. He did it right away. He didn't say you have to delay. You're with me now. Didn't take much at all. Just took man. I want to pray for you this morning. Father in heaven, I thank you for those who are among us this morning online. Lord, I pray those who don't know you will come to know the love and determination you had to put us on the right path. Lord, I pray those who are dealing with loss and feeling grieving from this coronavirus and the elephant in the room is, what happens to me? What happens if this happens to my family? Lord, I pray you assure them and they're Christ followers, they're in great hands. They're in great hands. One, you desire to protect, but also you preserve, and you will work the miracles that you work. 
If they need healing and they don't get healing on this side, it's always healing on the other side. Father, let us know that they pass on, but I don't desire anyone to pass, Lord. I think you have everyone in your hands. So I pray for those who are dealing with the um, despair in this moment, who seem to be alone. I pray you bring, bring the comforter right now into their lives. I pray you bless them. Let them reach out, knowing that we can't take this, this new path in this journey alone. We need one another in this moment. I thank you this morning for those who will give their lives. I thank you this morning for those who will strengthen their lives. And I thank you this morning for those who are going to go out and give life. In Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen and amen.